Let's turn our Bible this morning to the book of Psalms. We'll be in Psalms chapter number 33. Psalms chapter number 33. And we look forward to what the Lord has for us from the Word of God this morning. And I am going to be very practical in my message this morning as we stay with the theme of God in country. And I certainly would be one that would certainly admonish us to pray for our nation I pray that God's hand of blessing would stay on our nation, and there is a recipe for that to happen, and I want to be very practical, and I'm going to, uh, it's going to resemble more of a Bible study this morning uh, than a normal Sunday morning message, but I want to read uh, one verse of Scripture to begin with, and then I'll ask you to keep your Bible open to Psalms 33, because we will uh, get throughout the uh, entire chapter this morning, and don't let that scare you. Uh, I will stay on schedule this morning, uh, but let's look at verse number 12 of Psalms chapter number 33. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom He hath chosen for His own inheritance. Uh, Certainly, uh, God has a chosen people, uh, and He chose the nation of Israel. Uh, blesses the nation whose God is the Lord. But I certainly believe that if a nation will make Jehovah God their Lord, they'll be blessed. The Bible tells us that. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I believe that if a people will make God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, their God, God will bless that people. I believe in a home that will establish God as the head of that home, God will bless that home. Let's break it down even further to the seat that you sit in this morning. I believe that you as the individual would make Jehovah God, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, your God. Establish Him as the head of your life. I believe that you will be blessed. So my message this morning, the title is, the first part of that verse, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Father, I pray this morning that as we go to uh, the time of our message, I pray that the Spirit of God would uh, speak to our hearts. Uh, Father, we have much to be thankful for, much to be grateful for, And Father, I pray that we'll have a mind of reflection on the goodness that you've bestowed upon us, the freedom that we have to assemble this morning. And Father, I pray that we'll be thankful for what you've done for us. But Father, we are standing in great need as well this morning. And may we be reminded as a church this morning of some very important things. May we be reminded as individual Christians this morning of things that are crucial uh, for the blessings of God to be upon us. And Father, I pray again this morning, if there's one who's uncertain of their eternity, one who's never put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, may they realize their sin condition this morning. May they realize their need of a Savior. May they realize uh, there is but one hope for their eternity, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. May they put their hope and trust in Him today. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As we think of our nation this morning, and certainly this past week was uh, the July 4th holiday, the uh, celebrating of our nation's independence, and uh, we live in a blessed land. 
Uh, we have a great nation that we call um, our home. And uh, this morning, I'll not take time uh, in the introduction to be uh, to say a whole lot other than uh, that I'm thankful to live in my nation. Um, I have a very, very simple attitude. If you don't like America, uh, there's plenty of places that you can go, and uh, they would be uh, glad to have you. But I love the United States of America. Many of you who know me know that I'm an avid reader, and I love to read United States history. You cannot study the the history of our nation uh, without knowing and realizing and admitting that God has had a key part in the establishing of our nation. My favorite time period of uh, our nation's history is that colonial period, that uh, period of the founding of our nation, that Revolutionary War period. And what a, what a group of men who led our nation in that day. What an extraordinary group, and uh, they certainly had a lot of skills to bring to the table, but, and they certainly had a belief in freedom, but they certainly also had a belief in God. I'm not saying this morning that they were all Christians. I don't believe that they all, they all were Christians, although I believe there were many, if not most of them, uh, were uh, Christians, but they all had something in common. Uh, they had a belief that we needed God. Uh, they wanted the blessings of God. People left other places of the world and came to this land so they might have freedom to worship God as they chose. The United States is a blessed nation. Uh, we are blessed today with great natural resources. But that's not where we get our blessings. We get our blessings from in God we trust. And as long as we've been a nation that's trusted in God, we've had the blessings of God. Uh, there's a lot of things that we enjoy. There's a lot of benefits that we have. They all come from one place. They come from God. Uh, America has been blessed through the decades and centuries with extraordinary men who fought valiantly on battlefields. Uh, We're blessed today with the greatest military I believe this world has to offer. But our blessings do not come from that. Our blessings come from an almighty God. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I would contend with you this morning that we're blessed because from the founding of our nation, it had been established that we are one nation under God. From the founding of our nation, we have acknowledged God as our head. We have looked to Him. We have depended on Him. And if we have received blessings because God is our Lord, it is It is easy to assume and right to assume that we can lose the blessings of God. If there ever comes a time when we are not a nation whose God is the Lord. I am 45 years of age. There's enough life behind me where I can look at the history of our nation and and look and see how sacrifices have been made and a price has been paid and There have been many in each generation who have uh, stood for what needed to be stand for and 
and I'm certainly thankful for all of that, but I'm, I'm at a good age to look ahead, and if the Lord tarries is coming, I assume that I have uh, some life ahead of me still to live, and I, and I hope and I pray that in our nation at this pivotal point in our, our time, I hope that we make the right decisions as a nation. You say, are you talking about presidential elections? Certainly, you ought, you ought to vote for the right candidate in a presidential election. You say, well, who should we vote for? How about voting for the ones that aren't against God? That's a good place to start. And we ought to, we ought to, we ought to do our duty and, and vote and stand. But friend, you and I as Christians, you and I as a church, we must do our part to keep God the head of our nation. I want us to look in Psalms 33 very quickly this morning. and There is much there that is wrapped around verse number 12. Let me read the first part of verse number 12 to you again. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. That's a promise from God. That His blessings will be on a nation whose God is is the Lord. We have been blessed because God has been our Lord. We will stay blessed as long as God is our Lord. I could take time this morning, and I don't have time, but I could take time to show you what is going on in our nation in the movement from within, uh, the movement from, from socialism or different things. It's all a movement to get rid of God. It's all a movement to remove him from our society, to remove him uh, from the mainstream. But blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Look with me at the beginning of the chapter. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harps. Sing unto him with the psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise. Let me first of all say, uh, a nation is blessed that worships God. God is worthy to be worshipped. You as a Christian ought to worship your God. Us as a church, we ought to worship our God. Us as a nation, we ought to worship our God. And as long as we worship Him, sing praises unto Him, that is a nation that is keeping God at its head. That is a nation who can say, God is their Lord. I look around our nation today. Does our nation worship God or do we worship other things? Christian, you must ask yourself the question, what are you worshiping today? I think, it, I think it, we were better off in our nation when the church houses were full on Sunday than the, the football stadiums were full. I think we were better off with God as our Lord, God as our, as our head. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, a nation that worships Him. We want to receive, we want to reap His blessings, don't we? There is nothing like receiving the blessings of God. Why would we not want to worship Him? Why would we not want to give thanks to Him? I think it's good for all of us to be reminded that uh, every good thing we have comes from God. Every good thing we have is a blessing of God. And we have a responsibility if, if I, you mark it down, uh, you, you, you look back on this day, we will remain with the blessings of God as long as we worship Him. When He's taken out of our schools, we're in danger. When He's taken out of our, our, our everyday life, we're in danger. Uh, Christian, don't be afraid to be proud of who your God is. If this offends somebody this morning, I'm sorry you did walk into a Baptist church, but I don't worship Allah. 
I don't acknowledge Allah. He has no place because there's one God. I don't understand why that would suck the air out of the room this morning. There is one God. It's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And as long as we acknowledge Him, I'll just interject this. Don't, don't, don't fall into this politically correct trap. Well, we, you can't say that. You can say that. Look at our history. Uh, one nation, don't be afraid to worship your God. Don't be afraid uh, to let people know who your God is. I find also verse number 5. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. If a nation wants to stay blessed by God, everybody okay this morning? If a, if a nation wants to stay blessed by God, righteousness is not optional. I'm reminded of Proverbs 14, 34, righteousness exalteth the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. If a nation wants to be blessed, righteousness isn't an option. Uh, we're a free people, but are we a righteous people? Unrighteousness is a danger to the freedoms we enjoy because righteousness exalteth a nation. The righteous are the saved. The righteous are those who know Jesus personally as their Savior. Righteousness are the righteous works that are done. Righteous works will not save you, but saved people should have righteous works. That's how it works. You could, you could live as good a life as you could possibly live. You could do a whole lot of works, and I won't get you one inch closer to heaven. Because the Bible tells us that our, our good works are as filthy rags. The Bible tells us there is, there is only one access to the Father, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. At the same token, uh, that's wonderful news because none of us are good enough to work our way to heaven, but we can have salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, but saved people should produce righteous works. We should do that which is good. We should do that which was right. You remember some of you are old enough to remember in the day where uh, you could do business with a Christian just with a handshake? Well, he's a Christian. He'd never cheat you. But now I hesitate to do business with Christians because they're the ones that are going to cheat me. We laugh, but how sad. Righteousness is not an option if we want to be blessed by God. I cannot go into the halls of our government today and change law. I think it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's tragic. It's heartbreaking. We're still in our nation, the barbaric practice of abortion takes place. I think it's horrible. I don't have the power to go into the halls of our government and change that. But I do have the power to live righteous today. There are things that I disagree with that take place in, in our nation and in some of our courtrooms and certainly in the halls of Congress and, and wherever you want to place the blame this morning. But I can't control any of that. But what I can control is, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
See, you won't find in that Bible any, any promise of God that His blessings will fall because a, a certain political party is in office. But you will find over and over again the promises of God that He'll bless a nation. He'll preserve a nation if just a remnant of His people will live in a righteous way and will do that which is good. Hey, I believe you ought to wave the flag of freedom this morning, but as a child of God, if you want the blessings of God to stay on your nation, then live righteously, live morally, live, live, live decently. Don't live like an unsafe person should live, but live in a righteous manner, and I believe that the blessings of God will stay on our nation. I don't believe what the media tells us. And I could just put a period there, but that wasn't the end of my statement. I don't believe we're an, un, I don't believe we're an unsaved nation. I don't believe we're a nation that doesn't want God anymore. But I will say I believe we're a nation where a lot of Christians haven't put their priority on living righteous as they should. I believe that just if the Christians in our nation would live as Christians ought to live... I believe the blessings of God would continue. Righteousness is not an option. I move along this morning in verse number 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as in heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. But what a, what a verse, verse number 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. For He spake and it was done. He commanded and it did fast. Uh, verse 9 is a reference to creation. Every command that God has ever spoken, it was done. I know that things have changed in our country over the last several decades. Uh, but, if, but if you were not taught this in school, you did not evolve. God created man. God created all things. Look at verse 10. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. Verse 11. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his heart to all generations. If a nation is going to remain blessed by God... We must keep confidence in the word of God. Verse 6, by the word of the Lord. The same word, the same God, that in the beginning spoke everything into existence. The same God has given you the words of God that you hold in your hand this morning. We need a nation to rise up. We need God's people to determine that they're going to keep confidence in the word of the Lord. We don't need to change the direction of our nation based on a psychological study. But we ought to, we ought to format the future of our nation based on the word of God. We must keep confidence in the word of the Lord. Verse 11, the counsel of the Lord standeth forever. 
I know we live in a new day, and I know there's new generations on the scene, but my Bible says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Until God changes his word, we're not to go a different direction. We're not to look a different way. We must keep confidence in the word of the Lord. Christian, this morning, if I could get you to do something that would revolutionize your life, it would change your marriage, it would change your home, it would change everything, every aspect of your life, is just believe the Word of God. Just stand on the Word of God. I know it's become less and less popular in the day we live in, but that does not make it any less true. It doesn't make it any less powerful. The very Word of God is what our founding fathers drafted those early documents based off of. Our entire legal system is founded on the Word of God. We must stand true on the Word of God. The council endures forever. We must keep confidence in the Word of God. As a church today, we stand on the Word of God. We, we, do, we are very, some of you are here because somebody uh, put an invitation on your door. Somebody knocked on your door and invited you. Uh, we are very aggressive in that manner. We want everybody to get in on what God is doing at the Emmanuel Baptist Church. We want everybody to know that there's still a place where God is still on His throne, prayers are still answered, and, and a lost sinner can still come to Christ. We want people to know that there's still a place where the Word of God, we still preach it, we still believe it, we still want to build our homes on it, our marriages on it, we want to, we want to rear our children by it. We still have confidence in the Word of God. Christian, don't let this world shake your confidence in God's Word. We are inundated in society with media. In that media is the philosophy, much of it is against the Word of God. If you've got to decide what to believe, believe the Word of God. If you've got to decide where the influence comes, allow the Word of God to influence you. Uh, what does the Bible say? Now, we as a nation, we'll, we'll keep the blessings of God. We'll keep the blessings of God if we retain confidence in the Word of God. How much confidence do you have in that Bible you hold in your lap? So, oh, we're good, we're good, especially as Baptists, aren't we? I believe the Bible. Don't you tell me my Bible is not true. But how much confidence are you placing in it by the way you live by it? There's a lot of politicians, and we all throw things at the TV when we hear them talk, when they say, oh, we need to hold to the Constitution when their very actions are unconstitutional. I'm the only one that's ever thrown anything at the TV when the politicians talk. Okay. It's, it's simple with me as an American. You have, a, you have a founding document that we're supposed to go by. We're supposed to live by. And, and those that we put in the office, they're supposed to govern by it. And there's nothing more frustrating to me to know that the, the, the history of our nation, the sacrifice that took place for that document to ever be pinned and the blood that was shed so that we could build our entire nation on it and have some come in and say, well, we don't need to live by that anymore. I don't know if that frustrates you. That frustrates me. But aren't we a little hypocritical sometimes as a Christian? We have the very word of God. And we don't build our life on it. I will say I believe the Bible is true. 
how much confidence do you put in it by building your marriage on it? Building your home on it? Rearing your children by it? The decisions you make in your daily life, how much do you know? See, there are a lot, uh, many of us who might would say, well, I, I, would, I live by it, but you, but you don't know very much of it. I'm not trying to be harsh this morning. I'm just trying to get us to see. I want the blessings of God to continue on our nation. I want the blessings of God to continue on our church. I want the blessings of God on your home. I want you, Dad, I want you, Mom, while we all have our our difficulties and we all have our heartbreaks and we all have our burdens, I want you to know what it's like when you lay your head on your pillow to know that maybe everything didn't go the way you wanted to go. Maybe you made some mistakes along the way, but God has still been good to you and God has still blessed you. Have confidence in His Word. Have confidence in what He says. I still believe that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Why? Because God's word says so. A Christian today, I don't, I don't know what condition or shape you're in when you came in the church doors this morning. And you could be a visitor, you could be a member this morning. And there could be things going on in your life that nobody else knows about. You say, how do I get that rectified? How do I get help from that? It's only found in the word of God. If you came this morning trying to get the problem solved from me, you're going to leave with, with just, you're going to leave with more problems than you came in with. If you try and get some, let some man help you. But let me tell you what I can do as the pastor of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I can open up the word of God and I can give you solutions from the word of God that you can build your life on, you can put your confidence in. Man will fail us. His word will end up not being true, but God's word is always true. Keep your confidence in the word of God. Build your life on the word of God. As long as we as a nation, we will acknowledge this book, we'll have the blessings of God. But the further and further away, you look at what's going on, and I'm, uh, I, I'm, just, I'm just speaking from the heart this morning. Uh, you look at what's going on in, in our nation, in our public schools. What, it all goes back to when they took the Bible out of the school. So, oh, he says, you know, and, and if you want to come to me afterwards and talk to me about separation of state, you better bring your pocket U.S. Constitution with you because... Anyway, um, we have to have the Word of God. We have to build our life on the Word of God, have confidence in the Word of God. You're looking at one man as, as unpopular as it is. I still believe that book. My confidence is still in that book. And this morning, we're all just a bunch of sinners saved by grace. When you come to the Emmanuel Baptist Church and, and we have church together, when you, when you look up here in the message time, your confidence should not be in this man standing up here, but your confidence ought to be in the fact that this book is preached and this book is what we stand on. Keep confidence in the Word of God. We want the blessings to continue to come. Parents, we live in a day where it's a scary thing to rear our children. Around every corner is a danger. Before we knew the evil was out there, but now the evil comes to the palm of our hand. It's a, it's a scary time. Say, Pastor, what are we to do? Have confidence in the Word of God. 
have trust in the word of God. Look at me in verse number 13. The Lord looketh from heaven, he beholdeth all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation, he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioned their hearts alike, he considereth all their works. There is no king saved by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. And horse is a vain thing for safety, neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. You think of blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, we must be reminded that God is in complete control. Verse 13 reminds us, the Lord looketh from heaven, and he beholdeth all the sons of men. There is nothing that takes place that, that surprises God. He is in complete control. The Bible also tells us that we get the leadership that we deserve. God, God sets up kings, he takes them down. God is in complete control. We need to be reminded that if he's the one that is in complete control, then you and I ought to be doing everything we can to get his attention. Uh, we, 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 we hear all of this, especially we're just inundated today with, 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 with news and information constantly. And you listen to, to, to one, one group, and, and if this takes place, then it's all over. You listen to another group, and this takes place, and it's all over. And it's just all over. No, God is in complete control. He is in complete control. And if we're, we're blessed as a nation, we must be reminded of that. And then finally this morning, look at verse 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear Him, upon them that hope in His mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waited for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. From our heart shall rejoice in Him because we have trusted in His holy name. Let Thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in Thee. Notice the end of verse 18, that hope in His mercy. The eye of the Lord is upon them that fear Him, upon them that hope in His mercy. Verse 22, as we hope in Thee. Finally, this morning, as you think of the blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, we must keep our hope in God. My, my hope is not in a president. In case you're wondering, I, I, like, I like what our president's doing. But my hope's not in him. And this is too political for you, I'm sorry, but... I'm not going to vote for ever a party that, that believes that we ought to murder babies and get rid of God and get rid of what our nation has found. I'm not. But my hope is not in a party this morning. I kind of laugh at the last presidential election because of how funny the reaction of a certain group of people were. My hope was never in a presidential candidate. My hope is in God. This morning, who's your hope in? It ought to be in God. As an American this morning, I am thankful. I am thankful for the nation that we have. I'm glad I'm an American. But my hope is in God. This morning, we all have problems. Look around. Say, what is our hope in? It ought to be in God. You know, I've, I've been around spiritual things my whole life. I've, I've grown up in a pastor's home. I've been to ministry for over 20 years. I, 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 I study the Word of God on a very regular basis. And there are certain themes you can find throughout Scripture. 
One thing that you can find in Scripture, those that hope in God are never disappointed. Life will disappoint you. Some of you are are dealing with things today that you never thought you'd deal with. Some of you, you're still devastated because things that you had planned out did not work out the way that you thought they were going to work out. And yet some of us, if not all of us, we're dealing with consequences of our own poor choices. So what are we to do with all that? Just hope in God. Hope in God. While there's a lot in our nation to be excited about, there's a lot in our nation to be concerned about. What are we to do? Hope in God. We must continue to look to Him for His mercy. Our nation, and I hope it's not true, but our nation could could take a a hard turn away from God and the results of our poor choices, and we could hit, as was mentioned, we could have days of famine, we could have recession like we've never seen, and in the midst of all of that, I, I think you could still find little pockets of blessings where God blesses people who just have hope in Him. I want to challenge you this morning as, as, as Americans. Let's continue to hope in God. Don't put your hope in a man. Don't put your hope in a political party. Put your hope in God. As a church, we must hope in God. So, Pastor, it just seems that more and more people aren't looking for churches like ours. Well, our hope is in God. Our belief is in the Word of God. We know what the Word of God will do. We know what God's capable of doing. Our hope is in Him. Parents, as you rear your children, please don't hope in your own wisdom. Please don't hope in the philosophies of this world. I read these ten things that if you do these, your children will turn out. Let Let me tell you what to do with that. Throw it away. We need to hope in God. Boy, if those many of you, you've already reared your children, you could give testimony that it was not your wisdom, it was not your intellect, but it's probably the time you spent with God. Say, God, I don't know what to do. God, I don't know how to, how, what the next decision to make. My hope is in you. My trust is in you. We must have that. This morning, if you came in looking for something to ease your burden, you must hope in God. Christian, are you discouraged today? Hope in God. But if you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you don't, if you were to die right now, your soul would be unprepared for eternity. So, Pastor, what am I to do? Hope in God. So what is that hope in God? It's in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's finished work on Calvary. It's Him paying your sin debt so that you might have salvation. None of us in here are self-made. But we are made through the applied blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody in here is better than somebody else. But all that is good about us is the Lord Jesus Christ. Our hope in God. You hope in man, you're going to be disappointed no matter how good the man is. Because man is fallible. Man can have good intentions, but can still be wrong. There is but one that we can hope in and have no disappointment. And it's in our God. Our nation will remain blessed as long as we hope 
in God. Christian, where's your hope this morning? A lot of men put their hope in the bottom line of their finances. That can be gone like that. I'm not against you having it. If God blesses it in, 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 that, in that regard, praise the Lord. Just give 10% of it like you ought to give 10% of it and, and praise the Lord for that. But that could be gone like that. Many hope in their strength. They hope in their ability. But yes, even you'll get old one day. That strength can be gone like that. Disease can set in like that. It can be gone. Many hope in their intellect. Well, I've studied this. I know this. I have reasoned this. But there's only one place where we can put our hope and never be disappointed. It's in God. This morning, where's your hope? Where's your confidence? My confidence is in God. My hope is in the Lord. I pray that our nation remains free. I pray that our nation remains one nation under God. Because I want my children, I want my grandchildren, I want generations to come to know the blessings and the benefits that we've enjoyed. But I want them to know that there is a God. And no matter how dire the circumstances, how big the mess, we can hope in. We can believe in. This morning as we close the service and go to our time of invitation, the closing of our service, what are you hoping in for your salvation? If the Lord were to return today, if He was to call all the saved home, I'm very confident that I'd hear the trumpet because I know where my hope is. If something tragic were to happen to your pastor and my life were to end suddenly, I can tell you where my hope is. In that moment, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. See, how confident are you in that? Oh, I'm very confident. Because I'm not hoping in my goodness. I'm not hoping in anything I've done. My hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, that's where your hope needs to be. If you're here and maybe it's your first time or maybe you've been here many times before, don't leave here today without placing your hope and your trust in the Lord Jesus for your salvation. Well, we have, we have a lot to be thankful for as Americans. We have a lot of responsibility as Americans too. As a Christian, we have a lot to be thankful for. We fulfill our responsibility of putting our trust in the Word of God, putting our faith in God, putting our hope in Him. The Lord has spoken to you in any way this morning. I trust that we'll redetermine to put our hope where it ought to be.